1: When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sportsbook that gives you tools to win like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down, you can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays, I like teasers, and take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw Quick. Carries a one-time rollover. Can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team. and gives you extraordinary Extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, Lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together.
2: It's Friday, it's Cardinals week, and we got John Chapman on here to give y'all the game plan. Stick around, we're going to talk about the latest in 49ers news And we're going to break this game down, 49ers versus Cardinals, right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. Sipping gold bar, whiskey on the rocks, and a twenty-four karat gold on a watch. My 71 Chevy beat tipping non-stop. Sounding like Trick Williams on the block. So You know we can't stop. We be banging through your speaker. Wayne Breezy on the filter in the bleachers. You can tune into my show, and I'm a teacher. Wayne Breezy, the phone I preacher. What's going on, faithful? You know, the Get Fresh crew is back in the building. I got John Chapman right here, and we're going to talk about the game plan, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals. It's going to be a 2020 home game, John. How
1: you feeling, baby? Man, I, I'm feeling great. Uh, the 49ers have put themselves in position to do everything that they want to do, and this, again— as the year goes, there's just one little obstacle. You're 4-0 in the division, which is awesome. You've beaten every team once. You've already swept the Seahawks. You just got to take care of some house cleaning. And even though it's not in the 49ers technically home stadium, 61% of sales down in Arizona are 49ers fans. So it's going to be rocket. Both teams wear red, but Niners fans will be the loudest. You got to go take care of business. And this is one of those games, man, that just – it's going to be tougher than everybody expects. This is their Super Bowl. It's going to be gross at times, but you got to come out. If you are the best team in football, these are the types of games where you got to go out there and prove it
2: got to go out there and prove it divisional game on deck for the 49ers back to uh, back back to back to back to back back to back divisional games yeah. for the 49ers man the scheduling gods didn't do them any justice or any favors nick nice what's going on man we got the breezy bunch crew in the building nick has been first like every ever. i don't know if he has like man. a timer Set or whatever but we appreciate nick um out there uh one of the breezy bunch crew members and i see they all are here in this chat red jet shell what's going on big papa's in the building as well i see that hashtag cc hashtag bb big papa how was mexico you never yeah, told us real. you didn't give us an update you didn't do anything <laughs> you, you just came back and just jumped right back into the chat what's going on colin i see you out there my man 49er jeff is out there in the building my man thomas is out there we see you don't bother me what's going on fam uh the one and only pg is in the building shout out to everybody out there my man oscar as well kylie we see you john some nfl news that just happened because last night i didn't get a chance to watch the game because i fell asleep
1: (laughs) it was over before it started man
2: bro it was 42 to nothing at the at the (laughs) the halftime the, the the Antonio Pierce decided to send Brandon Staley on his merry way. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal! Do I have that right. sound effect? I used to oh. have that sound effect.
1: Damn but, it! Oh, you gotta hit the home alone, man. It's I season. don't have it loaded in the queue,
2: but I'll get it, man. I got some sleigh bells or something. I'm, no, that. But that's that's you know what sleigh bells for Brandon Staley. He's out of there. He should have been out of there week one, like.
1: I'll say this. It, I hate when people lose their jobs, but this was warranted. It was overdue. <laughs> this is going to be the number one job for all head coaches. And, you know, sad news is the Forty ers lose people every single offseason to head coaching jobs, and they flourish wherever the hell they go. This is going to be the job because you get to work with Justin Herbert, and you saw what a difference he makes. He leaves the roster. They were, you know, battling every single game. He leaves, and then you just get blown out. Not that it was just him, but – that game was hilarious. And I started in one of my leagues, the Raiders defense in the playoffs. So, no, you um, did not. Yes, I did. 40 points, uh, 39 points. I got a 39 points from Raiders. Dear defense. God,
2: I'm scared to look at any of my fans. I hope no one had the Raiders <laughs> defense. I'm hoping they're just chilling in you know, purgatory of fantasy. Of, I just hope they're not even in. Dang, I had picked them up one week. They did me some justice, but they weren't consistent. So I dropped them. Oh.
1: I'm a matchup defense guy. I, I just stream them every week. Yeah, whatever I saw Easton stick was in, it was solidified for me.
2: Wow. Wow. Peachy so said she. that they saved her. Uh oh. Peachy must she's gonna win and her at least she's gonna have to see me next week. Yeah, if if she wins. Like, like, but that's 39 points. Uh speaking of blowouts, right? So you just talked about the 49ers. They're gonna be wearing red. Actually, at this game, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be in there all whites.
1: I like so th- their whites. I hate Arizona Cardinals jerseys. Their whites are the one that's like, OK, I can respect that somewhat.
2: Yeah. Wow. Um, let's go to this Madden blowout. So the 49ers, again, dominated or destroyed or took care of. Now, it was weird because the 49ers, obviously, they were scoring at will. Shout out to Madden for giving Brock Purdy the update, too. Like he, I saw that, yeah. I, I don't think I had the updated version of Brock at that time, but he was playing pretty good. I mean, he was scoring at will, 59 to 33. It was one of those first halves where well, it was the first quarter and the commentator in the game. This is how you know the game is kind of, what's the word? Ah, I don't know caught up woke whatever the word you they were like man the 49ers are on pace to score 80 points because we had scored 20 plus points in the first quarter i think they put up 28 and then it kind of dwindled down and i was trying to get everybody to realize that listen madden going madden at some point they are gonna make yeah. it a game and then you get a kyler murray bomb a couple of kyler murray runs and it made me realize why i don't like kyler murray and it's because of his uncanny ability to be able to do things in real football games. Uh, and what, what are your thoughts on Kyler Murray? Just thinking about him. Who's dealing he, with the thumb he, injury, he, by the
1: man. way? Like, and I, I've i seen Kyler play since he was in high school. He played at Allen. I coached at Duncanville, which is, you know, he's North Dallas. I'm South Dallas. And I, I've seen this guy. He goes to OU, you know, Texas a and I, I can't get this dude away from me. And then he even stays in the division. Against the 49ers, so yeah, against my Longhorns, against my high school, against all that stuff. I've seen this guy play, and he's a damn good football player, amazing athlete. He has those four to five plays a game where you're just like, What the hell was that? And he <laughs> also go longer than anybody, like him and Justin Fields. They right, will hold Christmas, that
3: ball. You
0: filthy
1: oh, you got it. There it is. There it is. And a happy New Year! Yes, I love that. Movie. I love that
3: movie.
1: (laughs) Nothing like holidays and violence mixed together for the families. Everybody loves it. Now, with my like Kyler Murray, it's just weird. Now, the thing since he's been back, he's been back four games. He's gone two and two in that stretch. They're obviously a much better team. They're three and ten, right? So they went one and eight without him, two and two with him. Now, the issue is this. He is not accurate or consistent. If you watch the first quarter of those games so far, Man, they're a mess. Timing's off. Cadence is off. Emotions are off. They're not there yet, but they're coming off a bye week. And so if they can put everything together and actually play four quarters, they're trying to play spoiler. Their playoffs are done. D-U-N. It's over. This guy's fighting for his job. If they lose out, he's being replaced. If they can get Caleb Williams or Derek May, they're taking them. I believe that. But if they can't, if they win one or two more games,
2: they're out Kyler quick. Murray
1: will be there for a long time
2: they're out the race and it's funny that you brought that up because Kyler Murray when you say he's playing for a job I think people are like well how is he playing for like why would he be playing for a job? listen it's because of what John just said if this team loses they'll have that contention of getting one of the first picks next year in, in, in the upcoming draft right and so they're gonna go after a new quarterback which would do what free up money they move on from Kyler Murray they find a way to trade him do whatever they got to do they might even eat whatever his contract is just to get off of it or whatever or whatnot which doesn't really make sense but they'll do what they got to do to start all over so that they can rebuild i was talking about this earlier and i was saying to like that the 49ers are the trendsetters of the nfl and hear me out okay so we already know what we do like Kyle doesn't draft running backs very high. Why? Because he takes undrafted guys, and look what other teams are doing now with the running back position. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch... And this organization traded away the farm for a quarterback got another quarterback that didn't cost them much of anything but a seventh round pick that was probably free at some point at one time then they moved on from whatever they traded and that quarterback and Trey Lance and now they're rocking with a quarterback that doesn't cost them more than a million dollars a year and I'm saying to myself people keep saying oh the time is now they got to strike now they got to win now yeah they do but they're also built to win tomorrow the day after that the day after that the day after that if you confirm those days in the years just the simple fact they they got brock purdy for a couple of more years on a on a cheap whim deal so the niners are trend setting meaning that they're going to change the way that these gms start looking at quarterbacks in the draft because the niners potentially built their team they got their playmakers most of them are homegrown they drafted them they paid them and they added in the extra splash pieces that they needed, and now watch other teams start doing the exact model of the San Francisco 49ers. John, prove me wrong, please.
1: I I really really can't. And this isn't even the first time the Shanahan's have done this. Remember when they traded up for RG three, but I then do. took Kirk Cousins late. Cousins turned out to be the guy, and that kept that team in you know playoff contention. Even though the Shanahan's were you know kicked out, that team was you know feasible for a while because the the rookie deal. For Kirk Cousins. Now, you jump to where the 49ers are now. Yeah, Super Bowl windows now. There's no doubt about it. They're the best team, arguably, in the NFL. However, everybody say that that window's going to close. The 49ers have a high $38.7 million in cap space they get to roll into next year. They haven't spent that this year. 38700000 million they're rolling into next year. And you cannot extend Brock Purdy until the conclusion of, of the year. 2024 season. Right. And so let's just say then you sign the extension, which will happen. Guess what? You can still push back that deal because the first-year cap hit on every Parag Morante contract is always low anyway.
2: There it is.
1: It's not like now certain players are long in the tooth. Guys like Trent Williams, how long is he going to play? Kyle Juszczyk, how long is he going to play? Those are questions, right? But let's just be real. The 49ers have 11. It goes to 11. Draft picks next year, first rounder, second rounder, two third rounders. It's not like we're bare in the cupboard.
2: And they've proven that they'll draft all of them. And then they've proven that they'll trade some of them. (laughs) So we don't know what the game plan will be come draft time for the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Yeah. And then, again, going back to the Kyler Murray draft whatever, currently the Cardinals are picking third. If the draft was today, uh, number one is the – Chicago Bears because they got Carolina Panthers picked. Justin Fields ate it. I'm just I keep reading these articles about oh, they can keep Fields. No, 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 you're taking Caleb Williams. Number two, the Patriots. Golly, they need a quarterback more than anything. They're going to get a new coach, probably, whatever. That's a quarterback for sure. So those are the two guys. And so now you're talking Arizona on the clock. If those top two guys are gone, we'll see what happens. But you know, they they've got the number three pick and the number 15 pick from the Texans currently. I think they keep Kyler Murray because what are you going to replace him with? Exactly. And That contract is terrible, by the way.
2: Yeah, and no one's going to want to take it on. Like, you know what I mean? And they're not going to want to eat all that money. I know I said that earlier, but who knows? Like, who who knows what the Arizona Cardinals will do and what they're capable of doing? Sonya asked a great question. She says, does all the money talk change if Brock wins us a Super Bowl?
1: No, because you still can't change it. You, you can't change He's now, under contract would- now. And and I'll say this, players usually, not always, they there's two things that they want in their careers. They want money and they want a ring. Once you get a ring, that's where it gets weird because it's like, okay, I could check that off my list. Does Trent uh, ride off into the sunset? Does Ayuk say, "You know what? I got my ring. Now I'm gonna it's go time to go get, get paid." Yeah. And, and you got to respect that. This is generational wealth. 49ers can't pay top dollar for everybody. Other teams will have to pay premiums to pull them away from us. That's just the reality. And with the way the 49ers built through compensation picks and all that stuff, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And anytime somebody gets paid, celebrate that, man. Celebrate other people's wins. Trust me, you will have a better life.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: I agree. Brandon Ayuk's going nowhere and neither is Chase Young. There I said it. All right, here we go. Let's get okay. to the injury report. Let's talk about Mooney War with the groin, Greenlaw with the hip, uh, Oren Burks, he looks like he's going to be out. Hargrave, we know Eric Armstead. Here's the updated report uh, that Eric Armstead per John Lynch on CamBR today. Armstead and Hargrave are likely to be out. All right. Mooney Ward is going to be questionable, but my, he more than likely will play. And Greenlaw will play. Uh, John, like, what are your thoughts on these guys? Uh, and we got to talk about the first two because there's a question. Uh, we got actually a Super Chat contribution from Michael uh, Michael Pickle. All right, okay. we gotta give him the Bobbley. super. That's the wrong noise. That's the wrong noise. Let's give him the <laughs> let's give him the, the air horn. There it is. I was on the wrong page looking for that Christmas music. With Armstead and Hargrave out, how do you think we will do against the run? So, John,
1: you know, if you look at uh, if we just look at what the Cardinals are wanting to do, you know, since Kyler Murray's been back, they're two and two. The two games that they won, they ran the ball incredibly well. Right? They beat Atlanta. They ran it 41 times for 184 yards, two touchdowns. They beat the Steelers. They ran it 38 times, 150 yards, two touchdowns. The blueprint has been set for what the Cardinals are trying to do. They want to run the football, convert third downs. 49ers are the best team in the NFL against the run. Number, number one. one. Number one. Now, that's with their defensive tackles, who are not there now. So, what do you do? Uh, the idea that Greenlaw's playing is gigantic. You know, you miss two defensive tackles and one of the best linebackers in the game in Greenlaw. That is terrifying. And the backup to Greenlaw out, too, it's scary. So the 49ers are going to have to get creative. I, I don't, like, obviously, T.Y. McGill probably going to get called up. But good gosh, Kevin Givens has played great. Ken Law has played great. But can they continue that? The good news is the offensive line for the Cardinals suspect at best is really bad, actually. You cannot allow them to run the ball up the middle, which isn't really what they want to do. They want to put James Conner, the battering ram, on the outside going vertical, if that makes sense. They want him right off that tackle, right off the tight end, get vertical, and run through nickelbacks, cornerbacks, safeties. That's their game plan. Can't do that against Greenlaw and Warner. Can't do that against Jair Brown. Can't do that, even against Isaiah Oliver, who's probably at his best playing nickel against physical runners. That's when he works. That's true. So we've heard Wilk say, oh, we're going to game plan it a little bit. Now, Charverius Ward's probably going to play, and I hope that he does. Number seven's incredible. But I would not mind, this is weird, seeing some Isaiah Oliver, number two, six, out there this week. Wouldn't mind it. In the slot? Yeah, just as the nickel. Just because he's he's... I trust him more. All right, let's just be real right now. If Oren Burks can't play,
2: I understand. That,
1: that means number forty-five is going to be out there. DM. Here we go. I just finished the special teams breakdown over on our Patreon. The dude's the worst player I've ever seen play special teams.
2: He's year. just a splash play guy. Like, and and usually number forty-five, his special teams work is what stands out. So I yeah. don't know if it's if it's when he gets called up. To to have to fill in at the linebacking spot, or or what? I don't know.
1: I don't know what's worse the special teams players linebacking play. Now, he did have two quality plays. One of them was on the two-point. He had a good coverage drop on the two-point conversion. Uh, Chase Young got the strip sack, um, and he had one good run feel. But outside of that, it's like all negative plays. No positives, no like, okay, this is mediocre. Just like, what the heck is this dude doing? And I like DFF, conversion from safety. Uh, Wilkes praised him about how he's so smart, knows all the positions, great player in space. But it's just like, man, I have not seen that at all. So I – I hope we stay 425. I do not want to see number 45 getting defensive snaps at all. Now, having said that, I hope he goes out there, balls out, and I'm wrong. But I'll tell you right now, I am terrified of number 45 playing any defensive snaps against this team. I am terrified of that I mean, reality. It's,
2: it's especially when you're trying to stop, excuse me, a running back that's powerful like James uh Connor, right? A guy that he's gonna try to take on. You talked about him getting to the outside but we've struggled against him running through the inside to the outside so inside outside like yeah. like they're going to try and, and and my my only concern when you're looking at the injuries to these two players and if you bring in ken law and you bring in kalia davis or you bring in kevin gibbons or ty mcgill or whoever it is two of those guys have to start like i don't expect to see three defensive ends in one interior guy on the first play of the game like i just don't expect it I, that's something special you'll see from steve wilkes when he was talking about getting creative where nick bosa might line up over the center and you got chase young out there you got uh randy gregory out there maybe Cleveland farrell and then you put one of your big studs inside But I'm thinking about why not try to run to the inside to prevent the linebackers. I'm just thinking opposition. If I'm Arizona, get my linemen on those linebackers, and those are going to be big gapping holes if those defensive interior guys can't soak up those offensive linemen blocks. Right, John? I mean, that's the key, right? For the linebackers to fill the gaps, those defensive linemen got to be able to hold hold their own.
1: Which you got to give credit to Ken Law and Givens. They are playing the most run game sound defense I have ever seen either one of those two guys play their entire careers because Givens has always been a penetrator slasher. That's just who he is. Get upfield, cause issues, wreak havoc. This dude is starting to go against his natural instincts and play sound football, which is something we haven't seen from 90. And that's why he would have a good game, terrible game, good game, terrible game, because he was a matchup-dependent defensive tackle. Well, in the past month, Givens is turned into a solid vet that does not have negative plays. And so it's not that he's an all-world defensive tackle. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm saying the negative plays that have come with his career the past three years – are lessening consistency is the truest measure of greatness. This dude's ready for this test. I truly believe that he he's ready. <laughs> and so oh, here we go. <laughs> I just I just
2: want us to be prepared. I'm sorry, like I, I I don't mean to give out any tactics. I just know that's what I would do. John is John is talking about the strength, and he is right. I think my only concern is you know not to be pushbacky, but. They're the depth now. They're starting. So Correct. does that concern you just a
1: little bit? Yeah. Oh, concern big time with the depth now. Wilkes talked about getting creative. What's crazy is last week the defensive snap count for the tackles didn't go up without Armstead, without Hargrave in the second uh, it half. Split. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty much the same because. Kalia Davis, he takes out a huge chunk of those. And on passing downs, they're doing three defensive ends with one defensive tackle. And so for the first half, that was three D ends and Javon Hargrave. Then he gets hurt. Then it was three defensive ends and Javon Kinlaw. So I think that continues. But yeah, those defensive ends are getting snaps. Randy Gregory we're getting a lot of snaps. And so you just keep bringing those ends in there on pass rushing downs, which is good against Kyler Murray. That's not a bad thing because you want as much athleticism and speed out there as possible. Um, so I think you stick with that. I want to stay in the nickel package as much as possible, even though they want to flex like they're a big, hard-nosed football team. I don't want 45 out there. Um, and, again, if if they're in a base personnel, meaning 21 or 12 personnel, um, two tight ends or two running backs, which they don't do a lot of that. They really do tight ends. It, man, let your third linebacker be Isaiah Oliver. And then, if you so want like to go, a big,
2: like a big nickel,
1: a big nickel. Then you want to go true nickel. Send Oliver out. Send, pu- send in Embry. Push Demo inside. Yeah, we'll do
2: him back inside. Yeah, that's what
1: yeah. I would do. That's
2: that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. good. Not All what right, so Wilkes would do. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hoping that helps answer the question of of those two studs being missing. You know, you're you're talking about two studs, and now it's time for the depth to come in and and step up. You know, John, I was listening to the pressers in the locker room and you know the players they you know they were they were asked about the cardinals and why are they just like a thorn in the 49ers side and we're going to get to a couple of clips before we do that we got a super chat contribution from jacks knox <clears throat> happy holidays family 49 to 6 have a great weekend that's a score prediction for that ass we beat this team forty nine to six, and I know they're not a good team. I know they're three and ten, John. I get it. I know that's what their record is. Uh, but Kyle Shanahan came out and said, "He said he this team reminds him of that twenty seventeen team from when they couldn't win games, and then they went on a crazy win streak at the at the end of the year, and then you know the unfortunate happened the next year. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. Was it week three or week four against the Kansas City Chiefs?" and they kind of are out without a quarterback we know how that works and then that following that next year after that 2019 they're the best team in the league and unfortunately they lose into they lose in the super bowl so um what are your thoughts about this cardinals team like why is this cardinals team a thorn in the 49ers side
1: well this is their super bowl this is their everything one jonathan gannon right he came from philly Most of their coaching staff came Uh from Philly. That's right. The the bad blood is is there. There's no doubt about it. They're not making the playoffs, but they are playing people close. They barely lost to the Ravens. They barely lost at Houston, Texas, who were playing some good football. They beat the Steel. Like this is a feisty, feisty team. And I get it. They're bad, but like you go back and watch when we played them in week four. It was clear that they were installing still. Nobody was sinking. Everything was a mess. Now you inject Kyler, and they're still got some, you know, trouble getting everything going. But they're coming off a bye week, mm-hmm. seven plus days rest at home, at home, and so it's just, I'm telling you, man, the NFL is weird, and parity is reigns supreme. The 49ers are the only team in the NFL that are undefeated in their division. No other team is in the entire NFL, regardless of division. On top of that, the 49ers were 6-0, one of two teams that went undefeated in their division last year. That's how hard it is. It was us and the Chiefs. And then we beat another team in the division, the Seahawks, in the playoffs. So we are 11-0 in division games. That does not happen in the NFL. I don't give a damn who you're playing. This game is ripe. Ripe. For a letdown. Not saying the 49ers are going to lose. But I do believe that this is a test. And it's going to be a gross game. And I think there's going to be stuff that does not go your way. I think it's going to be weird. This is just one of those games. And we've said over and over again. The 49ers are a damn good team. Nobody disagrees with that. But can they win these close, grimy, gross games?
2: The gritty ones. Yeah, it's a gritty game. Anytime you're playing a divisional opponent, it's going to be gritty because it can go either way at the flip of a coin. Right, it There's a swing. It doesn't matter if you're at home, if you're on the road. It doesn't matter if you're the more dominant team. It's just something about a divisional battle. And if you don't believe me, just go watch the other divisional teams play each other. Yeah. Like, they're bang, bang, down to the end. They are the super high scoring, super low scoring. No one's blowing each other out. These are the teams that you know. You don't give too much that first game. You try to come back with a little bit of hitty-booty-booty booty later on in the second game. Like, it's just going to be crazy. Now, I expect our team to go out there and do their due diligence and be the better team, you Correct. know. Um, but there, there's, there's room for things that can happen. But it's just weird. I feel like we weren't talking this week, talking this way last week about the Seattle Seahawks. I feel like we knew we were going to dominate the Seahawks somehow, some way. Why do I feel that we don't have that same feeling about this Cardinals team? It's got to be one player. His name is Buddha Baker. He's back.
1: He's awesome. And he's kind of the arch nemesis (laughs) to George. George Kittle. I love Batman Batman
2: and Rob. It's Batman and the Joker. It's Buddha Baker. Well, I guess, Kittle would be the Joker, Buddha would be Batman, yeah. but you get what I'm saying. They're the arch nemesis. This
1: is. I remember when Buddha Baker came out, like you know, draft day where he writes on the card like "so and so, no matter what, like something Mac, I think his name was." Like that was my player. I had him ranked in the top ten. I loved Buddha Baker. I really wanted that dude. We didn't draft him. They got him. Whatever else, but like, it's a matchup thing. Seattle Seahawks are not matched up and built to beat us. Not saying so much that the Cardinals That's what are. I think. You're spot on. Yeah, but like Kyler Murray's a wild card, man. And if Kyler Murray goes off, he can beat anybody anytime. It does not matter who the hell your team is. If Kyler Murray goes off, it's just the problem with him and his career. He can't do it consistently. Correct. So yeah. And
2: he can't stay healthy.
1: Can't stay healthy. Well, right now he's coming off a bye week. He's healthy. He's playing for his job. This is their Super Bowl. They're trying to like regain claim. How do you how do you announce to others that you have arrived? You beat the person on top right and that's what they're trying to do they have all the motivation this week 49ers motivation is hey we're on top let's stay on top I do think Kittle's gonna have a game though he's got a lot of touchdown I think he's gonna have a game.
2: game game and 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 I wouldn't be surprised if he gets six to seven to eight targets in this game for 120 he had one yards.
1: catch in week four which was crazy to me there was no Buddha Baker There was no Buddha Baker. Now there is. He's got five touchdowns in the last four games against them. I know.
2: I know. speaking of George Kittle he actually spoke they talked to him let's see what, what he had to say about Arizona
3: you know what a division rival that's one of the biggest things um when you're in the division you're playing playing each other two times a year you obviously um build up some I don't know if it's grudges or just some resentment or you know just guys want to win and people hate to lose and um uh, you know Arizona's a team that if you look at the tape recently too you know they've upset some teams have they lost some games yeah sure you know they have a new coaching staff they don't uh, you know they had a lot of turnover, but if you watch the tape right now, they are flying around and they're playing the defense that their coach wants them to play, and they're playing it at a really high level. It's completely different than really elements any other defense you've seen in the league. How they're doing all their coverages, how they're using Buda Baker, and then when you throw a guy like Buda into that defense, and if they're all in their Ps and Qs, then you know. T's and Qs? No, it's P's and Q's. And uh, when like when they're all on it, they're playing really, really good defense. They have a great run defense. And you know, it's uh, they do a lot of weird stuff in the pass game. So we have to really be on our stuff and you know to play a good game. And the last time we played them, I think Brock was what, 24 of 25? We have to be pretty damn efficient. So, you know, that's just uh, the goal for us to continue to be efficient, uh, convert on third downs and just stay on the field. And they're coming off a bye. Oof. That's a tough buy for them. Goodness gracious.
2: So he 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 said they had a great run defense. Are you concerned about their run defense? Because I mean if you're looking at the stats and where they're ranked in the rushing game, I mean they're 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 you know, they're down there at the bottom.
1: They do they're weird. So I was going through film this week and since Buddha showed up. It's like an amoeba secondary defense, which usually you see an amoeba D-line, which is basically guys are just moving around, so it's really hard to get your numbers and whatever else. So what they do is they want to confuse you pre-snap. This is again in staple. They'll look like like the rule. Like we all see Purdy do this, like can, 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 can then everybody touches their head. That's, call, that's switching the play, um, whether it's a pass to a run or run to the left, switch to a run to the right, based on what they call in the huddle. Now, what they try to do defensively, they'll do a three-drop safety look, sometimes a four-drop safety look where it looks like cover four and they're playing off coverage. And you'll see the line adjust and, you know, whatever else. At snap of the ball, they're freaking flying downhill. So their whole thing is, hey, we're going to confuse your pre-snap reads. Looks like you got a light box. Wrong. And so that's the problem. For the 49ers, it's a simple count. And so you get up there, like, two high safeties, we're running it. One high safety, we're throwing it. Like, that's the most simple Shanahan offense thing, as you could understand, but there's there's variations to that. So that's what whenever you hear, like, oh, they're a tough team to run against, you'll get a perfect run look and be like, oh, my gosh, we're housing this bad boy, and it'll get tackled for no gain because they mess up your numbers and your rules. That is what Mm. Gannon does and brings to it. Now, you can catch them against that, but it's kind of a chess, oh, we're going to get them with the hand of the cookie jar this time or not. So that's why I think he says it's tough because it's a very weird look. Most teams don't do this. Eagles don't do this.
2: Okay. Uh, i got to give a shout-out to Big Daddy Niners. He's been a member for three months. Get the air horn. He says watch out for trick plays and Kyler trying to run.
1: Yeah. That's why Greenlaw was the most – like, the injury report's huge. It's Stacking injuries is always the biggest issue, so not only one but two defensive tackles, not only one but two linebackers. That's why Drake Greenlaw's so big. I think he's the best cor- uh, linebacker in the NFL against mobile quarterbacks. It was funny. Whenever Greenlaw got kicked out of the Eagles game, mm-hmm. the next two plays were Jalen Hurts' run-keeper plays. They yes. didn't do it all game. Greenlaw's out. Hey, we can run it now. He's not going to kill our quarterback. Right. And so that's what's key. Greenlaw against Kyler Murray, like that is a new that it, it neutralizes everything because the offensive coordinator head coach, if our quarterback gets hurt, game's done. Game's and there's done. one guy that can hurt a quarterback out there. It's Drake Greenlaw. People it are is. terrified of the way that dude plays. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm terrified of the I'm way the dude him. plays, and I'm not even on the football field. And and here's the thing, you know, Kyle Shanahan said he doesn't want to change the way he plays. He wants him to play no. the way he plays. And I thought that's something that we, we, you know, you and I would say. Like, let this dude, person to file, call, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll just want a game, though. One a game. Like, go from two to game to one a game, maybe none a game. But if you get one a game, we can live with it. Like, you know, you can live with it. He's going to play yeah. physical. He's going to play hard. The league knows that. Dre don't change for nobody. Nope. Continue being knockout Dre. That's what I like to call him. It changes
1: yeah. what the other team does. It does.
2: Completely. Physically. And 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 just from a, a, a methodological point of view on how you play. You think you're going to get to the outside. No, no, no. Greenlaw's right there. You Love. think you're going to throw. No, no, no. Green Greenlaw's right there, <laughs> you know. Uh does he he doesn't have any interceptions on this year, but he had opportunities for interceptions. He did. But they will they will come. They will come.
1: He's got hands. He's got hands.
2: He still got he does have hands. He just they just dropped like he would drop yeah. them like unfortunately. I do want to give a shout out cuz normally we don't get a lot of Facebook viewers. But they're on Facebook today, so shout out to my man, him Halpert, faithful to the Bay, ten and three. He says he just joined. Uh, there's another one up here. Uh, my info uh, joined. All right, appreciate you, man. I got my brother Timmy in the building. Good afternoon, bro. Go Cowboys. See you tonight. Yeah. Uh, good luck against them Bills, dog. <laughs> good luck against them Buffalo Bills, uh, or whatever, whatnot. But yeah, I'll see you tonight, dog. Uh, no, seriously though, I, I just, I just look at this team, and I'm not nervous. I'm not worried it's just more of the 49ers executing and doing and not losing this game like they like they can't lose the game Because I I know Arizona is going to bring it, but they can't set up to lose this game. They got to continue to bring it. And now we're talking about the adversity. It's starting to set in. The the injuries are coming out, which I don't think are severe injuries. But, you know, if you can get through this game with getting rest to your interior, which you're going to need them in the long run. I'm cool with that. But it's just like, dang, like the Niners have an opportunity to not only have a six game winning streak stay intact, they also have the opportunity, which is more important to clinch the division. And then the second thing that's most important is they have the opportunity to remain at the number one seed. So how would this team not come out victorious well that's why i have john chapman here ladies and gentlemen and before we get to john and his game plan we got another super chat contribution from ken our brother ken who is the front runner for team mvp hashtag countdown crew john this is for you who's the front runner of the team's mvp
1: I think when the team gets the vote, it would be Christian McCaffrey. I think the league-wide MVP is a quarterback almost only award, so that would be Brock Purdy. But team-wise, it's CMC. I mean, he's about to have 25-plus touchdowns, over 2,000 total yards. Like, that dude is killing it, man.
2: Killing it, yo. Killing it. Straight-up monstering the game. We call him the machine. He is just looking, Whoo! good gosh. All right, John, you ready for this game plan because – Let's get down to it. Now, I don't know if this is the current point spread. Is it still – is it 14? Is it 13 and a half? Is it 13? It's
1: dropping. It's 12. 12. Oh, gosh. Good. Yeah, 12. it is It is falling. The money has come in drastically with the injury reports. So,
2: All right. So there it is. The Niners are favored by 12 points, which is two scores. They got to figure out how to get that done um, or whatnot. Uh, what's going to be the game plan? Let's talk about, let's start offensively. What do the 49ers need to do to attack this crazy hybrid, cover everybody, Arizona Cardinals defense?
1: <laughs> you know, they've got some issues. There's no doubt about it. Like, their talent is not good. You look across, they've got Buda Baker, Zaven Collins. That's about it. Uh, you want to throw in Jalen Thompson, their other safety. That's cool. So, like, you win Jimmy's versus Joe's. It's not even a competition. Their weaknesses are corners, so bad. And now they're linebacker. We played against Kaiser White in week four. He's on IR now. Now, Josh Woods is starting. He only had one year, one game starting before this. He was an undrafted free agent out of Maryland in 2019. He started one game in his entire career before this year. This guy against Christian McCaffrey, is not freaking fair. It's terrible. I'm worried about him. Now, he tackles fairly well, but, man, this is just not fair. Shanahan is going to put this dude in a blender, and so it's that Bermuda Triangle of CMC, Kittle, and Debo. Y- you just leverage that. And anytime you want to go to man coverage, Brandon Ayuke on the outside, you're going to get it. They do not have the corners to match up with him. He had such a huge game. You know, you go back to week four. So that's there. So Ayuk is there. But, yeah, you just put a freaking triangle on that linebacker, and you you can do whatever you want. This bad offensive line, bad corners. They've got good safeties. That's about it. they got one good edge rusher. And he likes to line up on the right side. So that's Trent Williams' side. It's pretty damn hard to figure out how they're going to stop this 49ers offense. They couldn't do it week four. Yeah, Buda Baker's back. But they've lost guys as well. And so, man, all you got to do, CMC, get them the ball any way you can. Debo's red hot. Make sure you get at least six to seven targets to That that, You just got to do you. You don't have to put anything in. You don't have to change anything. You don't need any tendency breakers. You just go out there and you do your ABCs on this defense. You're going to be just fine.
2: A, B, C, D, E, N, G. They're going to learn. (laughs) <laughs> They're gonna learn today no, so I and, and, and I like that um, <clears throat> You're saying that the 49ers don't have to come out here pretty much do anything different They just have to execute what they do, right? So here's what I've learned from the 49ers since the bye week <clears throat> They can start out fast and punch you in the mouth Then they can do the exact opposite and start out slow, but the, here's the thing they can go three and out multiple times and still come back trail and find a way to win the game, right? And then like hit a flip a switch. So the 49ers have that ability. The question is, if they're going against a, a divisional rival, like, you know, they they did trail against the Seattle Seahawks by three uh, at one point, but they were leading at the end of the half. So they didn't trail at the half, but they did trail in that second quarter for a small- And it small never
1: felt that way, right? It
2: didn't because it felt like they were dominant. Like it, like they, they were still dominating. And the defense finally was catching up and they weren't allowing them to score a touchdown this time. And they went from a touchdown score to a field goal op. And that's all that's all we need, I think, as 49ers faithful. Mm-hmm. Oh, we holding you out a field goals. We'll get ready for this touchdown.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, we're getting to twenty-eight. That that that's just what's happening. You know what I mean? That's that's four touchdowns. Uh, the over under bet on, you know, my booking you know, almost all spreads is three and a half offensive touchdowns. Like it, we're given 21 points every single game, no matter what offensively. And that puts the onus on the opposing team because it's like, how the hell do you score 21 plus against this defense? Teams aren't doing it. It's the best defense in the NFL as far as points scored. Yeah. It's just it's it's a tough ask whenever you have complimentary high scoring high potent offense that even if they do have back to back three and outs they're still scoring a touchdown a quarter.
2: Interesting. Um, I was thinking like all right, and and I like I like what you're saying, and I don't disagree with anything because I I'm with you. I I, that the Niners just have to continue to be. I hate to use this word, but they have to continue to dictate. Like and control what the other teams uh what, what the other, what the other teams do what they allow them to do like the 49ers will have to allow them to do certain things uh even defensively like I think what we're seeing from Brock Purdy is he's able to dictate what what the defense does like if you're telling me he was able to take a flat-footed jamal adams who's not great in coverage though but take him flat-footed and chuck the ball 54 yards over his head because he saw feet come toward him opposed to dropping back like that yeah you can't teach that in a quarterback that's the quarterback really allowing the game to slow down even though it remains fast right
1: yeah, and a lot of that's just one of the worst safeties in the NFL. Jamal Adams, like Buda Baker, ain't going to do that. Jalen Thompson's not going to do that. Like that's They're just better in coverage. Of a, a terrible player, like he's terrible.
2: But what if they? What if? What if Brock has this magic to make them do it though?
1: Yeah, and now you can get them to come up. And so like, you know, whenever you watch this team, you don't get a lot of flat foot reads from the safeties. Uh, That's a little bit more of a single high kind of Pete Carroll tendency, just this patience from a safety position. That's not the way Gannon kind of coaches it. He wants movement. He wants everybody moving. And so you can manipulate that. And, you know, one of my favorite things about going against this defense when you watch the film, if you can diagnose after the snap, you can have success. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy's better at that than almost anybody in the NFL. Like you talked about Madden earlier, which usually I kind of discount. His awareness is a 94, I think, right, on Madden. And I was like, ooh, yeah, that's about right. Like They they got it up. They
2: finally upgraded it from 70.
1: dude gets it. And that's like everybody wants to talk about like Brock this, Brock that. If you're not talking about his footwork and his recognition of coverages, you don't understand Brock. That is what separates him. It's not all the other dink and dunk, arm strength, whatever. Like, don't care. Listen to me. It's footwork and it's recognition. That's where this guy is great. And guess what? If you can recognize what they are doing, they're trying to confuse you. Everything that the Cardinals do, they're trying to confuse the quarterback. That works against Kenny Pickett, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. that works against Desmond Ritter, Tyler Heneke. I get it. Those aren't good quarterbacks. That ain't going to work against Brock Purdy. That dude knows the answers to the test before the test was made. That's what he does so well.
2: I think having Brock Purdy as the quarterback just allows myself, Wayne Breezy, to be just uber confident. Yeah. That just that I mean, you're two and zero against this team, uh, which means he's undefeated. He has a hundred and forty six point six passer rating. He's highly efficient. Like that's In the Brock. What, and then he's going he's going to be doing it at home. So so my so like how do you how do you deflect Brock? Like how do you get into his wheelhouse and, and make him make mistakes and you really don't. It's more Brock just either he's gonna make a mistake Cause he was miscommunication with somebody, or it's an overthrow. We watch Brock; he's the number one blitzed quarterback in the league. And how well does he do against the blitz, John? It's pretty up there, right? I know we don't have that stat in they, front of us, but
1: they blitzed him five times. So if we go back to week four, they blitzed him five times. He went five for five.
2: I just, I <laughs> just saying that's a hundred percent. That's a
1: hundred
2: percent. Like this is Brock. So you blitz him, you get burnt. You don't blitz him, you get burnt. 24 for 25? The hell is that number? 98? I don't know, but it's high.
1: And so, like, okay, the flip side of that is they got pressure on him, bringing four or less. Again, this is back week four matchup against the Cardinals. He had a 68.8 rating. Whenever they got pressure with only four, he was bad. But guess what? that only happened three times that was three reps
2: <laughs> they are trying to get to him that's why I-, I wonder if they realize that if that's something that they look at but here's the thing when you don't pressure him brock is getting smarter and so these check down plays these can cam plays these going into runs christian mccaffrey had four touchdowns no one's talking about him i feel like we are overlooking what christian mccaffrey can do uh and Christian McCaffrey can literally take over a game by himself
1: by himself and you know what I love what you said about Brock's getting smarter and so we've seen this in back-to-back weeks where the pocket collapses and what's he do he goes I'm gonna get as many yards as I can up the middle so the sacks are sacks but it's a two-yard loss instead of a seven-yard loss second and 12 and second 17 second and 12 whole playbooks open and so Brock is continually to mitigate these negative plays, which happen in the NFL, to, to minimal losses, to where it doesn't have to take us out of our game plan. It doesn't have to take us out of the scripted plays. And so with second at 12 versus second at 17, I know we're frustrated when it's like, ah, Brock almost got back to the line of scrimmage. But I'm telling you right now, those are positives. Those are positives because are positive. the negatives are getting smaller and smaller, and it lets you just do whatever it is you want to do
2: i like that before we flip the script and get to the defensive game plan of the san francisco 49 let's read a couple of these super chats that we have from eddie g and the B dogs my brothers safe travels jc bring home that dub p willis is my favorite player and i wish i could be there to meet him love y'all faithful to the bet ba- john i'm sorry i can't be there but if you don't get my man patrick willis's autograph on something it could be underwear for all i care Make sure I get that and and have 100%. him dedicated to Wayne. Like, like I remember when my son was a baby and I had the the blow up tackling dummy, and I and and Rome went to tackle the tackling dummy, and so I was like up oh, training him to be a young Patrick Willis. And so I tagged P Willis in it, and his response was just like. Frickin' heartwarming, man. It was so dope. Uh, And I was like, yo, you a cool dude, man. Whiskers Mind out there. You a cool dude. So please... He's one of my favorite players of all time. I wish I could beat it, because if I was there, I'll get 35 of them. But I
1: know you would. <laughs> like, when, when, when Bowman came out, Wade was like, all right, everybody I had 30 tickets. Yep. Everybody I, back up. I, and
2: Bowman was like, but yo, me and Bowman became mad cool after that. Matter <laughs> of fact, I seen him. Uh where was I going? Was it, was it Vegas? It was somewhere. And I seen him and I got maybe it was in Atlanta. And he was going to another event. And then he remembered me from that event until we linked up exchange information. Yo, Bowman, don't, that's your dude. My dude yeah. too, but that's your dude. Patrick Willis, my dude. Patrick Willis was dude. better than Bowman. All right, here we go. Uh, we <laughs> Nick, our brother Nick, who's going to be out there, man, in Arizona. Uh, Nick says, what's up, my brothers and faithful family? I'm here in Phoenix going to Miss Wayne, but I'll see John tomorrow. I got it 31 to 29ers. That's Let's my go. prediction. They don't cover the spread, though.
1: Yeah, I don't have us covering the spread.
2: Put 31 to 19 for your boy.
1: Uh, oh, well, okay. Okay, I will for this show. 30,
2: 31 to 19. <laughs> I'm chasing. 30, it. 31 to 19. I promise. That's not
1: going to spread either. That's 12. You got to win by more than 12. So it's got to be 31 to oh, 18. I th-
2: uh, 31 18. All right. They ain't scoring more than 13 points. How about that? Here we go. Ken is back. He says, we haven't shown that we can come from behind or win a dog fight, which he's right. Uh, We've blown out everyone in our wins and lost the dog fights. Do you think this will be an issue down the stretch and into the playoffs? It's a great question.
1: Um, It could be, but you were down against Seattle last week, but I know it's the second quarter. It's not like a fourth quarter comeback or whatever else, but we did show that you could come back against the Browns. They did everything they were supposed to do. Zero points in the fourth quarter from the defense. Offense was terrible until that last drive went all the way down the field with Brandon Ayuk called timeout, got the field goal. Everybody did everything that they needed to do. Just one person missed the field goal late. So, like, I don't think I understand that narrative, and it's not wrong, Ken. You are correct. But from a coaching player standpoint, we've done it. We have done it. We know we can do it. I'd rather blow everybody out. But there's going to be one of those games. And whether it happens this week or versus the Ravens, we're going to get that test before the playoffs, I do believe
2: i agree um i agree i don't know which game it might not even be the ravens game it might be the stinking commanders game like i don't know why it'd be them weird weak ass teams that make me feel weird like this three and ten team which you should be able to beat with a bat and then they come out with bigger bats and swing. And next thing you know, you you like, what in the hell is going on? And then you got to try to figure your way out of it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, like, just just be prepared for this game. That would be my first my first one. We got more Super Chat contributions. I know we got to get to the defense. Flynn West says, Wayne, this is for the Eagles. Give- hey! Hey, Flynn, what's going on? And also because you're an amazing dude. Cheers. Appreciate you, Flynn. Uh, Man, I hope you enjoyed it, man. He sent me this thing and he wanted it done. Shout out to Eric, our our social media manager. I was like, E, I need a gif or jif or however you say that damn word. Was this
1: the Uh, one with the Halo guys?
2: Were were you pounding with those Halo guys? I didn't even
1: know what the characters were. (laughs) Yeah. Halo, that's my department, Wayne. I got this. I got this. I got this. You
2: got it. I was like, hey, they look cool, man. I thought they was like, uh, remember those robots that was sweep.
1: the tea bag is what the kids call it that's what
2: they be. were calling it okay john okay no teabagging here uh kids are still in school i hope uh all right uh, john the defensive game plan uh oh. we talked we talked earlier um, about how we're gonna stop the run. Uh, let's say we find a way you cuz you gave us the, the ideas of how to stop the run But what about the passing game because that's my more concern? Uh, Mooney Ward is coming with that with that groin injuries dealing with the groin injury. I see a lot of three wide-out sets I see a lot of Rondell Moore out of the backfield I see them inserting Dorch and those type of guys speed is what I'm seeing need for speed. He got Hollywood Brown So I'm a little concerned John. So help me be a little less concerned. What's the defensive game plan other than stop? Stopping the run from John Chapman.
1: You know, everything that they do is just, it's not complex. They don't run a complex scheme. It's very, very simple. And as a matter of fact, like with Kyler Murray, it's a zone read scheme, whatever else. You just got to not be wrong twice. And what I mean by that is, okay, it's an RPO. And so you've got to have your run gap integrity. And then he pulls it based on what a linebacker or a nickel will do. Now you've got your run gap fill. Now we got to get to our pass drop fill. And this is where I thought personally, Tig struggled. You go back to, you know, there's similarities between this offense and the Eagles' offense with the mobile quarterback and the RPOs and all that stuff. Tig struggled balancing run game first, pass game second. And he would handle his run game, but when it was a play action or RPO, he was out of place in the passing game. Well, you'd put out there a stagnant quarterback, quote-unquote, like what we had last week. It didn't really matter. He's got to be able to do his thing. So I I really need Jair Brown to just be on it. Don't – I don't – if you miss a couple run gaps, run fields, which he's at his best at. He wants to play linebacker. He wants to hit somebody in the mouth every damn play. He's so physical. I love that dude. But, like – you can't let Trey McBride slide behind you. You can't let Rondell Moore slide behind you. Those are the things that are huge. Limit those explosives.
2: Got to limit the explosive. That's that's his number, and Steve Wilk's number one goal. We don't get beat by tight ends as far as they don't score on this defense a lot. But they get explosive plays. I want to make that clear.
1: Saw it last week with Kobe Parkinson.
2: <sighs> you saw it week t- seven, Minnesota, and it was TJ Hawkinson, and I get he's a top Only tight end. Those
1: plays were against Fred Warner trying to play hero ball, <sighs> trying to take somebody else's assignment, and then he gets left behind. So, like, I love Fred Warner, and he's incredible. But both those plays you just talked about were him trying to play hero ball and take over somebody else's responsibility, which happens with DFFs in right when you, you during that play this week you had the was, rookie and you had DFF in there.
2: The rookie was D Winters. So I'm gonna make it clear. Yeah, which I knew they didn't know what they were doing.
1: And Fred, Winters didn't do wrong. Winters no, Fred dropped out line. of his lane. Yes, to go overcompensate for the rookie and that cost him behind. So just just be you, man. You don't got to be the the freaking whatever. Like, don't be the hero. Just stick to your job. Kyler Murray's at his best throwing over the middle. That's all he wants to do. He wants to throw the ball over the middle. He is. He doesn't like throwing on the perimeter. He, can't, he can do it. He's got an arm. But, like, he loves middle of the field. That's Fred. That's Fred's territory. So you allow Dre Greenlaw to stop Kyler from running. You let Fred Warner stop him from throwing those huge explosive plays over the middle posts, you know, in breakers, mesh concept, all those things. Everything else is smooth. I ain't worried about the corners. I, I'm worried about Jair Brown. I'm worried about Fred Warner. And not that I'm worried about Fred just Warner. Just
2: him overcompensating. That right. that you know what? That's that's just that it's a gift and a curse. And that's just something that he does, but he's limited limited He's limited it, it a lot <laughs> this season. Last season, he did it a lot, and it caused his play to downgrade. But this year he hasn't had to do it, but he still has that ability to say he he can make every play. And I know that's super Fred, you you know, but you can't like you can't give up that explosive. And that explosive actually led to a touchdown. I brought that up, John, because Trey McBride is probably going to be one of the surging star tight ends in the league in its upcoming years. And we cannot be beat by this young tight end. He can't. He can't be beat by this young tight end. He's he's up. He's on the uprise. And I'll be damned if they try to get him on a matchup against our rookie safety or whatever. Because I know they're going to try to take advantage of that with Trey McBride. Trey McBride is the reason why Zach Ertz had to s for an out. So people need to know that. But they are going to be dealing with an injury to their tight end department. So there probably be one guy or less, but Trey McBride is that dude. I wanted you to tell me or talk a little bit about defensively. You said that, you know, Dre Greenlaw to stop the run. Colin Murray up the middle. Linebackers are back in coverage.
1: Yeah, that, that's the rough one. And so what we've been doing a lot more of, not all the time, we do this Tampa 2 drop, which puts Fred deep down the, the middle of the field. Yeah. And so usually – not often, but man, one of the best coverage plays I ever saw last week was Dre Greenlaw on a deep crosser. He was 35 yards down line. This was on the Jair Brown interception play. Um I mean, this dude was running step for step with Tyler or with Jackson Smith and Jigba, Dre Greenlaw. Like he's he's evolving. The, the film is saying that. Like his coverage is increasing. But yeah, so if, if he's gonna run up the middle, this is gonna be the job of defensive tackles and everybody kind of closing the lanes as best they can lot of stunts. Very similar to what we do with Jalen Hurts, right? Keep him contained. Keep his eyes down. Don't let him bounce out and all those things because Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray are both, you know, mobile quarterbacks from OU, whatever else. Completely different, though, running style. Jalen Hurts squats 600 pounds and is a physical upfield runner. Then you got the little scat back Kyler Murray that's a little scrunched up micro machine that, his speed is un- like his speed's unbelievable. Like that dude fast fast and shifty shifty. So you just got to keep him corralled. Make him beat you as a passer because he can't do it. He's got an arm, but you got to keep him in the bubble and he's gonna get through a couple of times. Just don't let it be for a huge play. Just be smart, team defense, team defense.
2: Yeah, and you're right. He's not the 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 quarterback draw run guy they're gonna run the rpos but that's not really what his game is and if you look at him this year like i mean he's he's coming off that injury he hasn't really been running much my my concern he
1: has been in the red zone but not the, like in, the, in between in, the in between
2: the 20s exactly and that my concern is you keep him out of red zone you got to worry about that but my thing is this it's only on those pass pass plays where you got that tempo, you got that coverage you got that linebacker down deep there's no one right there in the middle you're not spying him and now you know, you watch Joe Burrow slow behind do it, even though he's not slow. You watch Joe Burrow do it against us, and quarterbacks will try to take off right there. Brock Purdy actually had, you talked about him getting sacked last week against Seattle. It was, I think it was on Colt McKivitz, if I'm not mistaken. And he had the ability to step up. <clears throat> if he would have stepped up, he had no linebacker in front of him for at least 12 to 15 yards. So. That's Kyler Murray's thing, though. He notices that. It's this—it's yeah. a quick reaction, whereas Brock is still looking to throw the ball. So you're saying force him to pass, force him to pass. But if we are forcing him to pass and he sees that lane open, he's taken off.
1: Oh, he's gone. Yeah, but he's at like 60% completion percentage. Like, he's not winning by throwing the ball. That's not what he's doing. He's got three fumbles, okay. three picks, I think five touchdown passes since he's been back. That's off the top of my head. I don't know if I'm wrong. But, like, It's not like he's playing MVP-level football, but he is dynamic. He is dynamic.
2: He's dynamic. That's a great word for him. He's dynamic. Like, that's a great word, because that's what he is. Regardless if he has, hasn't played, we know what he can do. Those that have been watching him since he's been with the Cardinals, we know the dynamic that he brings to the team. Doesn't beat the team much, but he's still a dynamic player, and you got to count for him. Coco Puff with the Super Chat contribution before we jump off here. I heard Faithful will show up 61% at Glendale. State Farm is about to be 49er red out.
1: Yes, I'm pumped about it, man. And if you're coming out, hey, head to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We got Patrick Willis hanging out with the Saturday McFadden's. We got an all-you-can-eat-and-drink tailgate set up Sunday, the day of. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Go check it out. Get your tickets now so that you can make it in because we are expected to sell out.
2: 49ersrushroadtrip.com. Get your tickets now. You don't want to miss any of the events. Someone did ask about the tickets for um, the Patrick Willis signing. They wanted to know the prices of that. I don't know if you don't want to Yeah, tell the them.
0: agent
1: kind of helps set those things, uh, which not really up to us. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be $99, uh, which we'll be selling at the event. So you'll okay. be able to pay for that at the event and get signed and all that stuff and meet and greet, picture, all that kind of fun stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: And you'll get to chop it up with him at some point while, you, while you're you taking your picture. And he does have an injury, Nigel says, on his throwing hand. I believe oh, it's dude. to his thumb. But don't let that fool you. He will be out there. It was Let's full see how... yesterday at practice. So. Yeah, it was full practice yesterday. John, big game. Score prediction, you already said, is going to be 31-18. It's
1: 18.
2: Peer pressure is a mug, isn't it?
1: Hey,
2: man. Like, I, I mean, I'm
1: mad at it.
2: Look. I, so so my, my score prediction is thirty-five to thirteen. No field goals again. So that's that's where I'm going with this. Thirty-five to thirteen. John, does it concern was you like last time? Does it concern you that Jake Moody hasn't attempted a field goal in like ninety-five games?
1: Yeah, it's been a minute. Well, my thing is I'm not worried about Jake Moody with field goals or extra points. I am worried about him with pressure situations, which he has not had. Okay. And so, but it's not even a worry. Like, I'm not worried about it. I'm just saying that's something that's going to be curious because he can go out there and he's awesome. He's been great. He's been great. Yes. But we, in pressure situations, he's 0 1 or 0 2, depending on how you want to look at it. Like, we haven't seen a lot of that. So we'll see. That's what the kicker position is. But the Niners just got to keep doing their business. Jake's doing his job. And I love the fact that he's the extra points are there, and he's still doing kickoffs, which is just increasing game experience. So he's out there, and those plays matter, even though it's not a field goal attempt or anything like that. He's out there playing, and he's with the team. And the more and more you do that, the more comfortable you feel. It's practice. It's it's game time. So I, I, I'm not I'm not concerned, and I'm not on the Jake Moody concern whatever train or whatever. No, nope. well. Good.
2: The reason why I brought it up is because the last time he had to go out there and kick it in a pressure situation, he also hadn't attempted a field goal in like several weeks. That's why I brought it up. But let's see what happens. It is pressure
1: situation. Yeah, indoors. Yeah. This is good for him. This would be good. And I do think we'll make a field goal this time.
2: Okay, I, I got us no field goals in this game. I got us all touchdowns. This is business, standing on business. That's what the Niners have been doing. That's what they're going to do again. They just want to score touchdowns. I'm not mad at it. Jake, you will get opportunities for years to come, bro. Right now, kick them extra points. Kick that damn ball into the end zone. All right, John, the Cardinals are ranked 30th and points allowed on defense they give up an average on average 25 and a half points this is rounded up 26 okay how many points though will the 49ers defense give up in this particular game john i'm curious to know how you feel that the niners defense the number one scoring defense in the league they only give up 15.8 points on average per game
1: I think they're going to be able to sustain drives more than we would like without the defensive tackles out there. You know, they want to run the ball, the Cardinals. So I got I had 20 points. I okay. bumped it down to 18. Um, so we'll do a touchdown. Man, I don't want to do that. Two touchdowns, a two point conversion, and a field goal. So I could see three scoring drives. You want to hold them to field goals, not touchdowns. That's that's gonna be key.
2: All right, so how many points would the 49ers allow against the Cardinals? 11 through 19, 64% of the votes said 11 through 19 points. John, and check this out. They only average 17.7 points per game on offense. You're spot well, on. Coming though.
1: off a bye week, they're at home. They're healthier than they've been all year. Kyler's back. I would take that. All right, if you man. said right now the 49ers give up 18 points, guaranteed, take it or leave it. I'm taking it. I'm taking, taking
2: it. it. Taking it. Even though I think they only give up 13. John, you are always awesome. It's great to have you here on Friday. It's great to go over this game plan with you. John, you ready to take us home?
1: Man, this is awesome. And I, I say this all the time. Enjoy this. This is a special year for the 49ers. You know, we don't know what's to come, but right now we're the best team in the NFL. 11 consecutive division wins, and now you got the opportunity for another one on the road against a 3-10 and 10 team. This game's gonna be dirty. Don't overreact to negative plays early. Have fun. If you're not having fun during this 49er season, something wrong. Reevaluate, baby. But Wayne, thank you. Your amazing channel. All the beautiful people in the chat. You are the best there is. Until next time, let's get that dub. Stay strong, faithful.
2: I be sippin' gold bar whiskey on the rocks. And a 24 karat gold on a watch. My 7-1 Chevy beat tippin' non-stop. Soundin' like Trick Williams on the block. So you know we can't stop, we be bangin' through your speaker. Wayne Breezy on the filter in the bleachers. You can tune into my show and I'm a teacher. Wayne Breezy the phone I preacher.
1: When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sportsbook that gives you tools to win like my Bookie. And my Bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down, you can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my Bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays, I like teasers, and take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my Bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw Quick. Carries a one-time rollover. Can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team. and gives you extraordinary Extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl Um, Lots of fun options there So bet anything, anytime, anywhere And I do mean anywhere Wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS And let's go, let's make some money together